Hey there, friends. In this podcast episode, it's all about genealogy and how that relates to your life. If you're anything like me, you've never been interested in history. You weren't interested in genealogy. It just was like a whole bunch of dead people that didn't really make any sense and wasn't going to make any difference in my life today. In this episode, we're going to talk about our genealogies, the messy parts, and the successful parts. So stay tuned right now because it's coming up next. Welcome to Creating Success in the Mess, where we talk about just that, creating success in the mess of this thing we call life. We're your hosts, Corey and Whitney, a husband and wife team that does life and business together. In this podcast, we share our struggles and funny moments as we have journeyed growing our family, our faith, and businesses. We share inspiration, motivation, and practical tips and tricks to help you build yourself in a life you love. We invite you to join us every week on the podcast, and we can't wait to create success in the mess together. Well, welcome to a special Halloween edition of Creating Success in the Mess podcast, and this one is going to get a little... Oh, it's going to be good, because in Halloween fashion, we're going to bring out the ghost, all the old ancestors of our... So, um, we randomly somehow ended up going down this genealogy road. Um, Hold on. We just, uh, so your mom was like, well, um, you know, I heard that 90% of men become bald because of the mother's father, blah, 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 and like all these different things of genetics. Yeah, and she was like, your humor you get from your father's mother. So your humor is just like your grandma Connie. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, that's how it started was she was right. saying you know, whatever. Yeah, so then we were looking at obituaries of like closer family members of yours. And... Well, because we what we've discovered since is that my grandparents and your grandparents actually lived really close together. Oh, yeah, so. In a state that we are not even currently, like, we weren't born in. Right, so I'm from eastern Oklahoma, and you grew up in central Oklahoma. Right. But our grandparents were actually both, like, from the Wichita, Kansas area and lived there in the 60s, like, at the same time. Right. And it was like. How weird is what that? What were the chances, you know? Right. So it was like, they had to, like. You know, we could have met in Wichita. Things could have happened. But they were like, no, nah, no, nah, we're going to go to Oklahoma and separate. But then, it, you know, the forces of nature just brought us together together, anyways. Yeah. So we were looking um, uh, we were looking at that. And then, of course, you know, your, your major is history. Like, this yeah. is your thing. This is not our first yeah. rodeo with genealogy. No, genealogy, yeah. Like, well, so, man, I can't remember what it was. So I was, a, I was a high school teacher. Of course, we got our breaks off. And they had like a... I was off for Christmas break, and Ancestry.com, like, did this thing, like, you get 10 days for free, all access to all things, sign up, and of course, me being, at the time, a cheap wad, (laughs) I was like, shoot, with the degree that I have, I could knock out my whole Ancestry in, like, five days and not have to pay a dime, which, by the record, I I did it. (laughs) Right. But in my Ancestry... Uh, no, no, it all yeah, out. you're making it seem like really easy. You oh, spent it was not. all day doing this. And then mm. at night we were up like researching really late at night because, you know, you're really great at all the facts and stuff, but you're not the best investigator when it comes to like finding Whitney, information. I always, I figured out very early on when we were dating that if I was going to marry this girl, 
I was going to be marrying her knowing that she could figure anything out about me. I could never, ever get away with anything. So I was like, well, that's great. I mean, imagine Jesus just, you know, holding your hand all the time, knowing everything that you do. Well, here you go. <laughs> Miss Investigators is going to find out. So do nothing wrong. <laughs> I just follow my intuition. It just right. leads me right to where. It's hard work doing genealogy, though. Yes. Yeah, and, we, and we're going to be tying this to, like, your life. We're going to be tying it to, like, who you are. We're going to be even tying it into, like, business. Right. But some things when you're doing genealogy, you're looking at a lot of government records. And one of the, the biggest records I was looking at um, was the census records. Mm -hmm. So I would be looking at, like, the 1940 census and be like, oh, well, I know my grandfather's name. And so I, so like you find someone in the census and it tells you who their parents are and right. it tells you like what state or country they're born in. And so then you just work your way through. Mm -hmm. So you find a set of parents from somebody and then from there you find another set of parents from a somebody and another set of parents. Well, the problem is, is when you, when you're on one person, they have two sets of parents. And so, or they have like a set of parents and then those parents have sets of parents. And so when you go back in time, it's like the tree is in reverse. Like you think that you're just a leaf on a tree of all this time, but like when you go from your own personal story, mm -hmm. it's backwards. Right. You feel like you're a root and then you're you're just like, you know, 10 generations out and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I have 40 grandparents 10, <laughs> 10 generations back. This is this is ridiculous." Yeah, it does. It gets really big. We start with this little piece of paper and we end up with all these pieces of paper. Yeah. But first, let's like go back to when we first, when you were this high school teacher and you yeah. spent your break doing your genealogy. Like, well, I had a goal in mind. I had one one yep. specific goal. What was that? So my entire childhood growing up, my whole dad's side of the family was like, we're Native American. We got Indian blood. Like, you know, we we deserve rights and, and, and special treatment, blah, 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 all this stuff, right? And, oh, we tan well, and, oh, well, you can run track. Congratulations. You, you know, it's like all these, like, stereotypes came along with it. And so I got, growing up, I was like, you know what? Let me let me figure this out. Yeah, no, you told me, and I was like, if you're Native American, where's your card? Why aren't you getting these benefits? You could get right. a tag on your truck. We're struggling here. Why do you have like, student loans and not, not paid for college? Yeah, <laughs> and so then you were like, yeah, I don't know. Let's just get the card. And so then you decided, like, you're going to do this. And so we start doing this, and I was yeah. like, mm, bro, like, <laughs> what? Yeah, because to a degree, I was like, well, you know, if we are Native American, like, because here in Oklahoma, because it was previously Indian territory, there's a lot of Native American tribes that are here. They have their own governments, and they're able to have, like, this whole system of functioning and benefiting their people and everything. And so if we could get cards, then our kids would have free college going forward. And now I'm over here like, y'all need to go to college. Just start a business. But it is. It's like, okay, there's a lot of benefits. Let's figure this out. Right. Yeah. And so we were doing this, and, and we did this. Like, I mean, this was a whole thing. Because mm -hmm. when Corey does something, he gets really, like, he gets all into it until he's not into it. And then and then that's it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like and so, like, we were all into this. Yeah, I have an expiration. I'm kind of like a carton of milk. Yeah. You know, it's like when you buy it at the store, you're like, hey, you know, this is good. It can go on anything. But there's an expiration date, and I can guarantee you it will go sour before that date that's on that bottle. Right. And now moving on to a different thing. Yeah. So, um, like, we were all in. I mean, all day, all night. Like, this was an all, like, nonstop topic thing because yeah. we were going to figure this out. We were on a time crunch of 10 days, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so we started going through, and what did we find? Well, it 
here's what made it different, difficult. And I'm going to tell you this. If you're going to do your genealogy, and I'm going to answer your question. Whitney's looking at me like, answer the question, dude. So when you do your genealogy, if you're having to work really hard to find the next generation, well, then you're going to be like me. You're from a long line of losers. <laughs> and if that offends you, then you know what? Change it with yourself. You don't be the loser. Like, I was like, good Lord. I didn't only break chains. I got myself out of the jail cell. I was like, what are these men doing? What is wrong with these men in my family? Like, I would go to census records. I'm like, why is the mama and the children on here? Where's the daddy? Where are these losers at? Then I had to go to the jail census records and be like, oh, there they are. They sitting up in the jail cell. And so it was like, okay, well, then I'm good. I mean, shoot, I mean, I set the bar up. Right, so we found that you you actually had no Native American blood. No Native American blood, and I did nope. DNA testing, too. And no, it, no, no, yep, that. Oh, yeah. you don't want to get there yet. Mm-hmm. So we did this whole genealogy mm-hmm. thing, and I was like, no, bro, it is not here. You have been lied to. It's not here. We are wasting our time. Like, you, that's it. It's not here. Mm-hmm. And... It, of course, it was like, no, we must have messed up somewhere. Like, I've been told this my whole life. And then it was like, no, we are, we are. Like, you know, like, yeah, whatever. And so then, um, what was that swab thing? Like, uh, 23andMe yes. was the brand that I did. Yes. And I and do so recommend it. It's been highly accurate. It, it was still like, is. It was, we, no, it's not here. Yes, it is. And so then we took it a step further and we were like, okay, here. Do the DNA swap. Right. Let's see what it says and what it say. Um, so I did it, man, maybe like five. No, I did it in before we moved to Florida. So I did it like eight years ago. So currently, it. So currently, I have to go off what it currently says because when you do it, you get all this data. And then over time, as more and more people do this, they have more data to make it more accurate. And so at the time that I did it, I was like 92% like Northwest European. Today, as it stands, I am 99% Northwest (laughs) European, a.k.a. I am German, English, Irish. Right. I got a little bit of Finnish Mm -hmm. and then 0.5% Nigerian. Right. No Native American. None. (laughs) None. None. (laughs) We were more African American than we are Native American. Right. Because my dad would be 1%. If If I'm a... 0.5%, 0.5%, my dad would be a 1%. Okay, so long story short, this was our whole thing then. And I I am not into history. Mm. I am not into genealogy. I am not into... This is probably one of the areas where we really, like, differ. Yeah. And, and have. <laughs> I'm not into that. Well, somehow, this last weekend... Oh, yeah, like we said initially, yeah. my mom starts talking about, you know, like, you get your this and the that from the this and the that. And so, of course, that, you know, is like a spark that just gets, you know, you, like, fired up and all interested in the genealogy stuff yeah. again. And then we start going down this road of mine. And so, I was like, ugh, I am not spending all this time investigating genealogy like we did this and we figured out you were from a long line of losers and i don't want to know i don't care but we found as much information out about you in three hours as it took us three weeks for me exactly so tell everybody why (laughs) so for for me like we start going down this trail because our grandparents were in wichita kansas at the same time Long before we were ever yeah. even that was a cool a discovery. Thing. Yeah, it really was like the kind of know that's that, really what started. You know that like we almost were connected. 
Before our parents were born. Yeah, we were never even a yeah, thing. Not right. even close. Like, how, like, that's super weird. Yeah. Anyway, so then, of course, Mr. Genealogy just, just keeps taking it like a step further and a step further. And I was like, okay, you know, I know how to investigate and I can find this stuff way faster than he will. This will be yeah. like a 10 year situation if he's doing it. And but so, I'm organized. I can yep, organize it all. When the minute you got your paper out and your <laughs> pen, I was like, oh, geez. Let me By just the way, for all, for all of you, we did it on the Creating Success Notebook. Yeah. If you guys want one of these, just hit us up and we'll figure a way to get you a link to a Creating Success in the Mess podcast notebook. <laughs> so he gets his notebook and his pen out and I'm like, oh, geez, here we go. Like, let me just try to help speed this process up. And so I start, like, looking. You know, I already know these names and I can already start going backwards. I don't need to sit here and tell you all of it. Let me just start, like, you know, get us going faster down this road so we can get out of it faster. And... It just kept coming so fast. Yeah. Like, I had all this information available way faster than your little hand could write. Like, your little scribe self couldn't keep up. And it was just like, what in the world? Like, why is this so much easier than it was for you? Like, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to be... Miles. It's like someone did the dirty work already. It's like somebody else did all the work because that's exactly what happened. All the work had already been done. As I traveled down my line, all this work had already been done. Yeah. Mainly going through your dad's side. Yeah, this so is... This is... So one quarter of your genealogy was really easy. We haven't explored the other three. No. No. Yeah. We... 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 <laughs> we, ne we didn't even get to, like, the other... Right half of me yeah so or... when you yeah because in genealogy you have quarters right it's your grandparents so you uh, have yeah, your this paternal is actually all through my dad's dad it's your paternal your paternal line yes so your dad your dad's dad his dad and so forth yes yeah and it was just like and and some moms we you know you went through some grandmas but it was all through your grandpa your dad's grandpa your right. dad's dad right Correct. Your dad's was... auntie, cousin's step <laughs> step brother, or something. Right. We didn't do my grandma or like uh, or your mom's or side. any of my mom's None side at all. This was all just through my dad's side, and it went so fast. And it it was like you know, at to I at one point I was like Corey, why is this so much easier than it was for you? Yeah, it took me three weeks to get to like to like the eighteen hundred right mark. And we were like with you in the we were in the sixteen hundreds. Yeah, we got to like all the way yeah. to like fifteen something yeah. or other. Just, just a history point, over eighty percent of people's genealogy is gonna be coming into America via immigration sometime around eighteen seventy or more present. So if you do your genealogy, most of the time you only get to the eighteen seventies and then bam, you're in Europe or another country somewhere else. And it never happened with yours. Like, we were, like, it was constantly America. We're, like, yeah. in the 1600s, and we're still in America. I'm like, what the heck? This is, like, colonial times. Right. Like, this is, like... That's because it was. What we discovered was that the, my ancestors were, like, the OGs. Original gangsta. That's right. They were the ones that started, like, the first Baptist... Oh, they ain't gangsters, then. No, they're not. The Father, the Lord, <laughs> the, the Holy <first> Ghost. <laughs> Baptist Church in America. Right. Like, what? Like, is that? They, like... They didn't just start a church. They started a state. Yeah, Rhode Island. No wonder you always want to go to Boston. <laughs> you always want to go to Boston. Why? Because so, your family's from there, sweetheart. 
So at this point, we're like, oh my gosh, like there's these monuments with my ancestors' like name on it. Like there's a first, it's a historical building. You can go visit it. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't come from a long line of losers, man. Like this is like. I was like, woo, she didn't come from a long line of losers. We got help. (laughs) But in this, we kind of discovered a really cool story. Yeah. So the, they came over. And they, um, like, settled. You know, I'm not history. I, I don't know. Like, you know the stories. They like, got like, charters, a.k.a. they got permission from the king to get their religious separatist views out of the country. Exactly. So my ancestor was, like, on a document from King Charles yeah. um, to, like, come here for what, you know. Yeah, you had permission. Yeah. You had permission to, to take land ownership. Yeah. So they ended up like having land mm-hmm. and um, they ended up selling this land to someone else. But, you know, in the in the in those times, they, it wasn't like today. You you like had trust, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a little strange for me to think of, but they sold yeah. this land, but and they you didn't collect... exactly wire money. <laughs> no, they didn't collect the payment right at the time. Yeah. And they sold the land and then they were moving on. And they were starting this Rhode Island. Yeah. Um, and when they moved on to this, you know, place in Rhode Island that they were starting, they ha- were making trades with uh, some Native American... Not my people. ...tribe <laughs> um, in that area at that time. And I don't know who it was because I am not, like, I don't get into all that. But they were going to make trades with the Native Americans. And they were like, we really don't feel comfortable with your dogs. Can you put them up when we come to make trades? So they put the dogs up so that they could make trades. And the Native Americans actually came in and, like, massacred the the their little town that they had created. And the, um, the wife and... Two children and then like a couple other people had managed to get on a boat and were floating down, mm-hmm. um, downstream. Well, your actual family was able to all get off, but it was two of them that went back. Yeah, they yeah, all got then... on a boat and then like the man and the son, like a dad and a son. Yeah. Um, got off and went back to the town whenever it was. They thought it was over and they ended up getting killed so then it was the wife and the kids and like a couple other people that had managed to get on the boat went on down the river and um we're gonna set up shop somewhere else and when they got to where they were going they ended up getting she had a two-year-old son at that point and so they in the money ended up catching up with them and um she got this money and her son was older by this point and they, uh, he actually started like a, um... Mary. The mom's name was Mary. Mary. The son's name was Reverend John Maxson Jr. Yes. Um, anyway, he actually started a company that was, um, basically like plotting land. Like a, like a real estate company off of the money that he got from... His dad who and his killed. grandpa, who were killed in the midway point before like they had sold their land, had no idea they were never going to see that money. Anyway, I found that story to be so amazing. Right. Yeah. And it was like, they were like, you know, they started this church and their, their church was like, 
they were kind of shunned because they were... They're uh, a little different. It's said yeah. that they were more um, grace-giving rather than like... By works. By works, Yeah, because yes. north of there would have been the Puritans in Massachusetts, and they were all about work ethic. Right. Works got you into good, into good deeds with God. Right. And so at this point, like this is one side of my like like one side of my family that we've looked at, and I, you know, we've got all kinds of information and stories and all this stuff, and I was like, oh my gosh, that is so amazing! I think that is like one of the coolest little like stories that you could take and find is like that is how life works sometimes. Like mm-hmm. you know, you do something, and at that time. Like, you may not see the fruit of your efforts or of your decisions or what you're called to do or your actions or whatever, but, you know, it may be the blessing that you need when you're setting up shop somewhere else, or it may be, like, your kids that see the, like, fruit from your efforts, and um, it is actually what saves them and, and, and provides for them and breaks, you know, generational, like, curses and things from them. And so at that point, I was like, you know what? Like, I like, I kind of feel like, meh about this now. Like, at first I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is amazing. And then I was like, you kind of got off lucky, man. Like, when we did yours, you were like, man, I came from a long line of losers. I'm doing really good. I went to college. I graduated. Well, <laughs> like, I have one line in mine. That was technically royalty in Germany. Yeah. So I got a lot of losers. Then I got one line of like, okay, here we go. Here's right. some leadership. Right. Right. Yours is kind of maybe the other way around. Maybe. We don't know. We haven't done the others of mine. The point is, I think that we can get from this is, do we get things from our ancestors? Absolutely. And are they with us to help us succeed in life? I think so too. But if you dig enough and wide enough in your genealogy, you can find success and you can find, well, messes Probably, in yeah. your family. And so the choice is always up to you of kind of like which traits and patterns are you going to repeat? Are you going to go with the messy side or are you going to find a way to turn your mess that you've been given and be successful like some other people in your ancestry? Yeah, absolutely. Cause like in in like in a way it can be good or it can be bad. Mm-hmm. Like it really all depends on your mindset because you know just like like for you you looked and you judged where you are or what you you know are doing or how you are or whatever based off of the information that you found yeah. from like where they were and how they were, which is exactly what I was doing. But only I was like, oh my god, like they started America, they started the church, they like you know. They were like, I'm not, like, I'm not anything amazing like that. Yeah. Like, I got some, like, that's like a high bar to jump over. Yeah. And whereas you were like, well, I'm doing pretty good, you know? Well, like, I, I think when you compare it to that way, it's like, oh, yeah, you're doing good. It was like, oh, wow, I'm not matching up to what my ancestors did. But I think you get to look at the attitude of how they lived. Like, you know, with me, like, I'm a go-getter. Like, I, I mean, if I think of something, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to get it done. I want to make think, great things happen with it. Um, over a short period of time, and quite honestly, that can get you in trouble. Yeah. And I think for a lot of my ancestors, they were probably the exact same way. Yeah. They're like, hey, you know, I'm going to go do this, but it's w- where are you putting your efforts in? Right. You know, are you putting your efforts into crime, or are you putting your efforts into making things better? Right. And so it's really kind of like... Or are you just okay with being right in the middle? Just like being, you know... Yeah. The average joke. 
it's like your it is your perspective and your mindset of where you are today. But then I think it is like, you know, in, in the spirit of Halloween, let's talk about our like ghosts in the closet. <laughs> yeah. Like, our, our ghosts of ancestry's past. Right. <laughs> you know, they they're the the things in their life and the things that they've gone through and the things that they experience, like they develop mindset and um, thought patterns mm-hmm. and um, like things are become ingrained in them. And then they start teaching their kids just like, you know, like on that boat, like yeah. when they got off that boat, like that experience that they had, you know, is going to start starting a pattern of thought, you know, yeah. like hold on to your money. Oh, you don't know where it's coming. Oh, you know, I don't know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes when you do look at your past or you look at you, you, maybe you don't go all the way to like what you, where we went all the way down, but like you can look at your family, you know, your parents and your brothers and your sisters and your grandparents and their, their parents and your aunts and your uncles or whatever. And you can kind of start identifying like thought patterns and like behavior patterns yeah. that you kind of like just took on unknowingly um, because that's how you were raised around. Mm-hmm. That's what you were raised around. That's what you heard. And that's what you thought. And sometimes I think that can cause like, it can be good in some points, but sometimes I think it can cause like us to put kind of like a barrier on ourselves, and not even necessarily even recognize or realize it. It's kind of like a like a subconscious thing that we do because one, we don't necessarily know any different. That's the only way that we've known. So like an example of what I'm saying is like, you know, money mindset, you're your money mindset is oftentimes based off of the mindset that you heard and you saw and you were raised around um, with your parents and then your grandparents. And so that oftentimes will formulate the way you view money, mm-hmm. the way you spend money, the way you don't spend money, the way, you know, you think about money, the way you think about people that have money. And so, like, when we did this genealogy thing, I think it's like, really amazing to me think about all of those people and they all like are passing down thoughts and behaviors and ways of thinking to the next generation and it gets all the way down to us right well it's like i mean come on these these were colonists they weren't like in england getting on the World Wide web and saying i wonder what jobs are available in rhode island like they knew going across if they even made it like they were setting up businesses, like they were setting up their own thing. It right. was completely on them. And there were no blog writers. There were no YouTubers. No one had already done this and right. started writing books yet. Allowing, you know, telling people how this was done, mm-hmm. how you can be, you know, 10 tips to a successful colony driven life. You know, that, right. that did not exist at that time. Right. Um, and so you can see that they were completely bought in, whether it was faith um, whether it was just, you know, wanting something different in their life, but they had a lot of grit. Mm-hmm. And probably if they had fear, they knew how to deal with it. Yeah. So I think, like, for me, it's really obvious how necessary it is that we really stop and analyze our ways of thinking and our patterns and our behaviors because all of that is actually affecting us today. Mm-hmm. So the things, like... You know, okay, for one one thing, all of the men in that line were really, they were really prominent people. But when we would get to a roadblock or when we would get to a stopping point, it was always with the women. 
Yeah. It was always in the side with the women where it was like, you know, they were there, but then you couldn't find their parents. You didn't know where they came from. They, you know, they just like appeared. They were just, they were there, but they were just not really there, you know? And so for me, I found that to be like a, an issue that I face today is, you know, this theory that like the the man like stands out and the man does amazing things and the, and the woman like holds everything together and is the family and is the this and the that. And, you know, my my grandma on that side was that way. I mean, she didn't even pump her own gas. Like, my grandpa pumped the gas for her. And, like, while she would, I know if she was sitting right here today, she would be like, you do that business. Like, you do that thing. You do that. Like, I know she would yeah. want that for me, but what I saw was her having my grandpa pump her gas type of things. And so when you stop and you pause and you start really thinking about things in perspective of like what you saw and heard as a kid, you can start really thinking like, oh, I mean, it really wasn't that far back that, you know, I, I didn't necessarily see like mm -hmm. a woman being the face front of a business or her own business or now she was like a strong lady in her own like ways or whatever, but I can totally relate to why now I would be doing something new. Yeah. I would be like taking a new, a new train of thought in like a really old pattern of ways. And so for me, I've always struggled with like being seen and being in the face front and standing out and being first. I don't like to go first. I want to sit in the back. Like you go first, like type of thing. And it was clear to me, that's what all those ladies did. All of those ladies were standing back behind somebody really, a man that was really like something. And that's what I'm doing. And mm -hmm. so if I want my girls to do that when, like, they are older, then I guess, yeah, keep on, keep it on. But I don't want my girls to do that. I don't want them to feel like they have to stand behind or to be, you know, just the supporter of the mm -hmm. house. I want them to stand out. And so in order for them to stand out, they have to see somebody do that. They can't see somebody just stand behind or beside. They have to see somebody, me. A woman right. or you know yeah it has to be me that stands out and steps up and says hey i am worthy i'm gonna show up i'm gonna be driving my own ship over here right and you drive your ship and we're gonna get where we're going together times two rather than times one this time yeah. and i just thought like how amazing that was to genealogy i don't like genealogy i don't like history i've never been into that at all but it just seemed to have so many relevant like mindset life breaking generational patterns and thought processes it was just like amazing yeah well and you were able to kind of see like you had some leadership there was some significance like in your family line mm -hmm. but then you were also able to recognize you know what there's also some faults like why do i keep getting to dead ends on these on these ladies yeah it's like they had no importance and it was kind of like okay well this stops here yeah so when someone looks at their genealogy and i come across their tree right you know they need to be able to go from me and then go into all these people and then in their own time say holy crap look at this lady my she had family, a monument my <laughs> family started Rhode Island and yeah. it all came through my great grandma Whitney right who also owned one heck of a company <laughs> <laughs> exactly so like today 
whoever you are today and wherever you are today is one totally independent from everything you ever came from like for you Mm -hmm. like you you joke about how like oh it was a long line of losers but really you are completely independent from that like long line of losers in in a way you know And, like, you you can, like, totally step up and own your independence and disregard all of the all of that and make a whole new way and a whole new process and, and be somebody that has a monument, you know? Like, you mm-hmm. have that power and that choice and that option, but you have to recognize that rather than just be like, oh, I'm doing better than those guys were. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to hang out here because like hanging out here probably has some of those guys like thought patterns and mindsets. So I think it's really cool to look and be like, I'm completely independent of all of that. Yeah. But yet kind of connected to all of that. Like you said, like earlier, it can like really fuel you to, to, to do you, to do you in your own way with an understanding of what's influenced you to up to this moment. But from this moment on, it can be totally different. Yeah. Very cool. So if you're interested now, I'm like, wow, I got to do my genealogy. <laughs> and I'm sorry about that. I was not into genealogy, y'all. But the point is, is that you can get into it once you start figuring out like where your ancestors come from. So if you're wanting some quick tips on how to kind of get started, what we did this last time for Whitney and what I did whenever I did mine was I started with the closest people that were dead to me. (laughs) So I had grandparents that had already passed away and literally I used, we used Google. Mm -hmm. We went to obituaries and in the obituaries it would say, you know, their father and mother's names were blank. Right. And then you take those names, find their obituaries and you go from there. I will give you some pinpointers. Obituaries will stop coming up on Google um, not too far past 1950. Right. So once you get past 1950, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. But, um, you know, I think your ancestors are going to start popping things up in your research because they want you to find them. Yeah. So that can kind of sound a little haunting. But <laughs> they want you to know about them because they're... You are a part of them. And they want to unlock what's inside of you to continue on. Right. Great things for your family lines. Right. So um, hopefully you're motivated, you feel encouraged, and now you're going to stay up till 3 a.m. doing genealogy <laughs> so you can call in to work tomorrow um, a little sick from your boss, and then you can start a business not after ever go back to your 9 to 5. Right. If you want to. But if... <laughs> If you, we want to hear about your genealogy. So yeah. let us know, like, have you done it? And if so, what do you think? Yep. And then if you haven't done it, let us know if you're going to do it yep. now. You can find us all over the place on social media. Um, you can go to Business Building Mentors um, yep. and find us. You can message us there. You can also email us at team at businessbuildingmentors.com. Uh, we also have a couple other businesses, Layers of Grace Designs and Let's Create Art. So there's three, three different websites, <laughs> there's three different social medias. People in our local area are like, you people are crazy. What are you doing? <laughs> and we're running an office supply company. So we got like four things here. Yeah, they call us uh, multi-entrepreneurs. Yeah. And homeschooling our kids. Yeah, we're kind of crazy. Yeah, when people are like, oh, y'all are crazy. Y'all have kids? And we're like, yeah, we have three. And they're like, oh my gosh. 
And we homeschool. I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus. So how we got to this craziness that we are is a little bit of that, like, uh, long line of loser mixed in a pot with a little bit of, like, middle, just average Joe mixed in a pot with, like, starting the first church of America. (laughs) (laughs) Or sitting in a jail cell. Depends on which way you want to look at it. Right. Barcels or church pews, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we appreciate you guys for listening to our story, and we hope you feel empowered. To go figure out who you are, where you came from, and who you're going to be tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. We know that we all get busy trying to do life, and our hope is that we can find ways to implement time and space to create a life we love living every day on our terms right in the middle of all the messes of life. We hope that you've been inspired and our conversation will help you in some way. And it would be so amazing if you shared this conversation with somebody that you think would really benefit from hearing it. You can text someone the link or you can share it via email or on your social media pages. And please, we would love for you to leave us a review on whatever platform you are listening on because it helps us so much. The more reviews we have, the more people that will find our show. And our ultimate goal is for everyone to feel inspired, to find ways to create their own success right in the middle of all the mess and know they are not alone in doing so and finally we'd love for you to join our weekly email list so that we can connect on a deeper level and you can always be in the know of our new release events and opportunities